Indigenous Flame. I'm Johnny J, aka the Brown Ball of Fury. Now, today I'm going to be talking about racism, and I'm going to be talking about anti-indigeneity, native mascots, and the impact that it has on our native youth, especially in the classroom. Now, in our current political and social climate, I feel that these conversations are more important than ever because racism persists. And it continues to impact our society and the way that we view, relate, and treat each other as human beings. You know, it doesn't help that as our social consciousness has evolved, so has the nature of racism, which is why it continues to persist. When we think of racism, we tend to think of outright hate. We tend to think that racism is something that is always intentional and something that is only done by those who hate and fear others based on the color of their skin. But as Scott Wood, a brilliant poet, wrote, racism is an insidious cultural disease. It is so insidious that it doesn't care if you are a white person who likes black people. It's still going to find a way to infect how you deal with people who don't look like you. Yes, racism looks like hate, but hate is just one manifestation. Privilege is another. Access is another. Ignorance is another apathy is another, and so on. So while I agree with people who say no one is born racist, it remains a powerful system that we're immediately born into. It's like being born into air. You take it in as soon as you breathe. It's not a cold that you can get over. There is no anti-racist certification class. It's a set of socioeconomic traps and cultural values that are fired up every time we interact with the world. It is a thing you have to keep scooping out of the boat of your life to keep from drowning in it. He's absolutely right. Racism is not something you can ignore. It's not something that you can just hope will go away on its own. It is something that you constantly have to be aware of because it has been so normalized and ingrained in the fabric of our society that most people are unaware of the various ways that it manifests in our day-to-day -day lives. This is what makes it so hard for communities of color to address racism and to address the impact that it has on our communities and on our youth. The immediate reaction is to lash out and go on the defense whenever any racist behavior is called out. Now, it's not that something done out of hate necessarily, but it's done because no one wants to believe that they are capable of engaging in racist behavior. No one wants to be seen as a racist or bigot when they believe that they are a good person and when they are a good person. You know, their actions and reactions are also because it's a behavior that they've seen repeated throughout their life with no repercussions. You know, such is the case with mocking Native identities and culture through red face, mascots, wearing war bonnets, and the Pocahontas and Savage Indian costumes. You know what I'm talking about. Now, playing Indian 
is something that they've always done. And when natives speak up, they are genuinely confused and unable to understand the racism of their actions and the impact that it has on our social, economic, educational, professional, and political realities. I could go on all day about the various ways that racism, specifically anti-indigeneity, impacts our daily lives, but what I want to focus on is how it affects our youth, mainly because it brings the conversation around to where a lot of anti-indigenous behavior is taught, and that's in the classroom. At the beginning of every school year, during homecoming, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and in the spring when graduation occurs, Reports come flooding in about Native kids being punished because of their hair, for smudging, for speaking their languages, wearing their regalia, and for not making eye contact. Meanwhile, these schools, many with Native mascots, allow students and staff to dress up in red face and make a mockery of Native culture during pep rallies, homecoming, and other sporting events without blinking an eye. Our students must deal with educators who misrepresent Native culture, promote stereotypes, or present a very skewed and incorrect view of Native history and the issues that we face, especially during November. Around Thanksgiving is when our youth not only have to deal with Thanksgiving myths, but with educators reducing the sacredness and beauty of their regalia to paper war bonnets and brown paper sack shirts, mocking their Native names that have been passed down that they have earned by encouraging their students to have fun making up their own Native names, which are always so blatantly stereotypical and racist. Now, the sheer number of these experiences that Native students, parents, and even Native teachers have with school administration and educators who have a very biased attitude towards Native people is extremely overwhelming, it's troubling, but it's not surprising. It's all very reminiscent of the kill the Indian, save the man policies and attitudes that were instituted during the boarding school era. And it is a sad reminder of how prevalent anti-indigeneity remains within learning institutions of all levels, as well as the hostility that our native students must face due to the structural nature of anti-indigeneity. This is what happens when racism, more specifically anti-indigeneity is normalized and institutionalized. After generations of miseducation due to the Eurocentric lens through which our history is taught and viewed, racism towards Native people is not often recognized as being racist in nature. Hence, the nefarious nature of structural racism, because it is constantly reinforcing the effects of multiple institutions and both historical and contemporary cultural norms that continually recycle racist ideologies while creating new manifestations that are more covert and intersected with other oppressive power structures like classism and sexism. This is why we often have racism without racist, because people don't always realize the various ways in which we engage in racist behavior. And it is why it is so hard for people to understand that one's ignorance and intent does not negate the impact of their actions. Native people have been marginalized and portrayed as backward and uneducated people that are just stuck in the past for so long that there is a very real attitude that we do not know or have the capacity to know what is or isn't respectful or worthy of our efforts. So when we call out anti-native behavior, when we're discussing the mascot issue or stereotypes, we're often told that we have bigger problems to worry about, that no harm is being done. We're told that we should be appreciative 
that they are honoring or paying tribute to indigenous people. But there is no honor in mascots, in stereotypes, or racism. There is, however, empirical evidence that has been gathered through several studies, including one by the American Psychological Association, that conclude the exposure of Native youth to stereotypes and Native mascots is severely damaging to their self-esteem, and it affects the way that they view their identities as Indigenous people. Going back to what I was talking about in regards to what our students deal with at school, these studies also show that the use of stereotypes and Native mascots impact the way that Native youth are treated by their peers and educators, and that it negatively impacts their performance and behavior in the classroom. The whitewashing of our history, identity, and the widespread exposure to stereotypes perpetuated by the mainstream media, literature, mascots, and other means, they do have an effect on the way our students are treated in the classroom. When Native students enter the classroom, they are immediately suspected to be and treated like underachievers and troublemakers until proven otherwise. Even then, their achievements are framed as something gained despite being Native, due to the systemic racism that has ingrained a subconscious notion that being Native is something that must be overcome. The way that our history is taught, the way that we are portrayed by the media, has made the issues that we face in our communities like alcoholism and drug abuse, poverty, synonymous with our identity as Native people. Which is why representation matters. Whether you realize it or not, the use of mascots and stereotypes do play into the reasons why we still have roughly 40% of our students not finishing high school. Why suicide is the second leading cause of death, two and a half times the national rate, why our Native youth have death rates two to five times the rate of non-Natives. It's why our youth are arrested at rates three times the national average and why 79% of all incarcerated youth are Native, despite us being less than 2% of the entire U.S. population. But Native mascots also affect non-Native children. Psychologists at the University of Buffalo conducted a study of predominantly white participants and determined that regardless of positive intent to honor Native Americans, mascots brought to mind negative thoughts and stereotypes associated with Native peoples. Further, they found that participants exposed to Native mascots were more likely to negatively stereotype other ethnic groups as well. Negativity towards each other based on stereotypes are not the mindsets that we should be instilling in our children. We should be doing our best to provide learning spaces that are conducive to a future where we are able to accept and respect each other regardless of skin color, languages, cultural heritages, and religion. This is why I feel that it is imperative for us to work towards providing a more comprehensive and well-rounded history of indigenous people in the classroom. It will help in allowing our native students to be seen as who they are aside from the skewed perspectives of history and stereotypes. Eliminating the use of race-based mascots in schools will also help to create a better learning environment and to foster better relationships between students and teachers as well as between the schools and native communities. Not only that, but it will help our native communities keep our youth involved with our languages and traditions. It will help them and their peers understand who they are in both the historical and modern context. It will renew their sense of worth, worth that has been stolen through the use of mascots, stereotypes, the erasure and whitewashing of our true history. It will also help in changing the way that indigenous people are viewed and treated by non-native society. We are a people 
and we are more than mascots and more than stereotypes. We owe it to our youth and the generations to come to keep having these conversations, to keep doing the work necessary to create change and to end racism. And not just racism, but all oppressive power structures, because that is what keeps us divided. That's what keeps us from achieving our potential and keeps us from being able to recognize, appreciate, and respect each other's humanity and existence. I have so much more to say, but I also need material for future episodes. So I'm going to say thank you all for listening. You can find me on social media at Johnny J. J-O-H-N-N-I-E-J-A-E. And you can also visit my website at johnnyj.com. And, you know, until next time, keep burning bright, people.